Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Seven words that'll scare any politician. Roy Green is holding on line one. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network continues. Hour three of The Green Show on uh, this first Sunday of March. Charles Campisi is going to be with us in the next half hour. He was for 18 years the chief of the NYPD's Internal Affairs Bureau. He's the author of Blue on Blue, an insider story of good cops catching bad cops. Internal Affairs, you know, for all the TV shows we've all watched about cops, the IAB people, are not particularly well-liked. Because when they show up, usually somebody's in trouble. Now, under Chief Campisi's tenure, 18 years, the NYPD IAB, um, incidents of citizens shot dead by police dropped 90%. We'll talk to him about life in that IAB. But you're also aware of the RCMP women we've talked to on this program and actually also talked to other women police officers and firefighters in Canada who found themselves on the unwelcome end of receiving sexual harassment, sexual abuse. And for many years, it was just pushed under the rug. It was, well, boys will be boys or whatever other unacceptable excuse was made. And, uh, you know, 30 odd years ago in Parliament, the debate was on about sexual harassment of women working for the RCMP. And so now there is the, or some action that's taken place. Now, last year, there was a nationally televised news conference, and it featured the Public Safety Minister for Canada, Ralph Goodale, and it also featured the RCMP Commissioner and, and other people who had a role in what was going to develop. And what was going to develop was that Mr. Goodale, the minister, was going to announce that the federal government has come to an agreement with women in two class action lawsuits uh, against the RCMP for sexual harassment and sexual abuse of, uh, of women, and that was going to be taken care of and financially, and terms had uh, been agreed to. Now, what the minister did when he walked in, and he was sort of ad-libbing his way around a little bit, uh, he mentioned the women specifically by name, and one of the women he mentioned was a Toya Montague, who was an RCMP civilian employee with the highest security clearances, and uh, who has told us many times of the abuse that she endured at uh, the RCMP. But while the other women have been found uh, solutions for by the minister and by the federal government, no solution for a Toya Montague. Her case has been pushed back over a year. 
And when I contacted uh, Minister Goodale's office, the first email I received back was, Hi, Roy, how are you? Just let us know what it's about. So I did. We wanted to talk to the minister about what was going on with the Toya Montague. And the next email was, can't talk about it. It's before the courts. Their usual escape route. Atoya, good to talk to you again. It's been a while. Hi, Roy. Thanks for having me back. Hi, and it's good to have you with us. And uh, with us as well is Dr. Greg Passy. He's uh, he's your doctor. Dr. Passy, uh, welcome back. You were on the program with a panel of women uh, who were uh, in working for the RCMP and I believe the Calgary Police Service as well at that, at that time. That may have been the Correct. dynamic. Good to have you back, sir. Thank you. So, uh, Atoya, let's, let's go... Let's go back a little ways, because people ask me whether you're still an employee of the RCMP. You are, are you not? Well, I am, um, but maybe not for much longer, Roy, because uh, the RCMP has just sent me my final notice of discharge on February 22nd, and that was a 14-day notice that I'm being fired, essentially. Um, So up until now, I was on medical leave while this was outstanding, and... um, Despite both my doctors and my lawyers and my objections to being fired before they actually resolve anything, in fact, not only resolve, but they've never even acknowledged any of this has happened. They've only denied. They've only delayed. They've done everything they can to just make me go away, basically. And that's what that letter was intending to do, is to um, put the financial constraints on me, right, by um, taking my job away. and. Yeah. Taking your job away and and moving your court date back. Yes, and yes, exactly. So uh, a month before I get my final discharge letter, they all, I was also informed that they had postponed my trial to June 2018. And as you know, we've talked in the past. The initial trial date was actually September 2016, in which case all of this would have been over. Right. And um, I would have been able to move on with my life. But instead, so, they don't. So, so we have we have the public safety minister mentioning you by name, along with Catherine Galliford and I think Jenna Merlo, and he mentioned I think he mentioned four women. You were definitely one of the names he mentioned as women who'd been abused while working for the RCMP. It wasn't a question. It wasn't like she may be. He, he mentioned all four women as having been on the receiving end of this unwanted, unwelcome, illegal uh, sexual harassment, and yet you're the only one now who hasn't any sense. Of, of of any conclusion to to your case, why? Well, that's that's correct. Actually, it's a, a both my colleague Susan Gastaldo and I have both been, for whatever reason, uh, seemingly uh, punished on an ongoing basis for coming forward and complaining. And in either one of our cases, have they actually tried to resolve anything or even come to the table and mediate or talk to us about it? Um, and instead, no, they continue to delay and pushing forward and, and persecute and punish us. So, um, and that's one of the reasons we have Dr. Passy here today, because it, they're not just extending this bullying and intimidation towards Susan and I, but they've actually now come after my doctor. And this isn't the first time, Roy. They actually went after my first doctor, my first psychologist, Dr. Mike Webster, and they went through with filing a complaint against him with the College of Psychologists. It was later, of course, thrown out on the basis of there's no merit to their complaint, uh, but they proceeded to fire him off of the list of approved psychologists to treat RCMP members at that time, and he was treating dozens, maybe, I don't you know, know, probably 
I mean, know, had about 40 points. I, I, just have to, I just have to say this. Given everything that's happened, given the number of times they've had to be told that the behavior within the RCMP was illegal, was criminal, was, was inappropriate, was immoral, uh, pick one, pick the appropriate ones. There may be a series of them apply. Each time they've been told this is wrong, this is wrong. Each time they step up and they say, we're going to change things, we want to change things, we understand now the, the culture is wrong. But when it comes to you, they dig their heels in. And you know what's really interesting about that, Roy, is that one of my harassers, I mean, there's many in my lawsuit, but one of them was actually charged criminally with a sex assault against another employee, and yet they continue to deny and, and delay and basically fight me against this. Um, it's really quite outrageous, and they're they're doing the same in my colleague Susan Gestalt's case, and there's a number of other victims who've come forward with the same harasser that she had. So it really does baffle us. We don't understand. I mean, it, it, it doesn't make any sense. And at this point, I'm starting to believe the only person who can intervene here and put a stop to this is actually the prime minister, um, because so many other politicians and governmental officials know about it, have been aware about it for a number of years. And as you say, they even mention us by name. And yet there's been no intervention. So we have a prime minister who goes into U.N. conferences and sits on panels around the world talking about his deep-seated belief in feminism and gender equality. And just as recently as this past week was quoted in the Toronto Star saying how seriously he takes, in fact, I'll quote him, he says, um, I, we all agree, including Commissioner Polson, but certainly everyone in this government, that harassment is unacceptable, whether it be in Canadian Armed Forces or within the RCMP or even within Parliament. This is, don't forget the Prime Minister. He goes on to say, I have shown zero tolerance for harassment and sex assault. And he goes on to say that he sees that the RCMP is taking it seriously and trying to shift the culture and that he has no tolerance for this and that he will make sure that Canadians and the people working in his government are protected from harassment and intimidation. So he's saying that, and now, Roy, my belief is he really is the only one who can step up and put an end to it and, and be true to his word, stand by what he's saying to the public here in Canada, but around the world as well. He needs to do something to show that he does believe that we deserve a harassment-free workplace. That we deserve to go to work somewhere where sex assault is not is not tolerated and yet we haven't seen anyone ever suffer any consequence or be held accountable the best we can hope for is that they force someone to retire out well why retire them try firing them try charging them criminally i mean you know women in my shoes are not going to heal just by getting a settlement they need to see accountability here and it's not safe to send us back into the workplace unless some of these perpetrators these these People who are committing sex assault, serious crimes, who are not being held to account. And if there's anyone who needs to be held to the highest standard of the legal um, you know, ramifications, it's the police officers themselves. Right? Right. So, okay, um, Atoya, I have, to, I have to take a quick break here. We're going to come back. We'll talk more to you. I want to talk to Dr. Passy as well and, and get Dr. Passy's sense of how this is all affecting Atoya Montague's health. And he's had some um, conversation and we'll certainly have exchanged uh, some uh, written correspondence with uh, people in the federal government of the RCMP. And we'll talk to Dr. Passy about that. Why this case is allowed to linger, why this, what, what the point is, what the, what the excuse is, I have no idea. Because, again, Ralph Goodale got up and he mentioned four women. Four women who had been sexually harassed, sexually abused within the RCMP. Otoya Montague was one of them. And yet her case lingers on. 
You mess with the you bull. You mess with the bull. You get the horns. You get the horns. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Send your emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. Roy at RoyGreenShow.com and follow me on Twitter at the Roy Green Show. I'd be remiss if I didn't tell you that over the years that we've been talking about RCMP women who have faced sexual harassment, sexual abuse, sexual assault, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't tell you that I've also received phone calls and emails from former RCMP officers who wrote to me that they were embarrassed that they didn't step up and, and step in when uh, when they saw some things take place that involved their female colleagues. So I've had actually quite a few of those over the years. Uh, Dr. Greg Passy is Atoya Montague's psychologist. And Dr. Passy, we've, you and I have talked before. You were on with a panel of, of women working for the police at the RCMP, and I think it was Calgary Police as well. You're angry, and you're accusing, if I understand correctly, the RCMP of having no interest in settling the case with Atoya. Even had in a letter uh, you wrote, uh, there was a report that a Superintendent Sullivan, if I have this correctly, said the RCMP doesn't have enough money to pay Atoya and a fellow woman complaining what they want. What's going on? Well, it was sort of interesting. I mean, this is this is probably the only employer in all of Canada that would uh, actually um, send a senior manager into a physician. I'm actually a psychiatrist into a physician's office and ask the physician to basically change the opinion um, and with a veiled threat that it's you know they'd go to the the college. During the course of this conversation, you know, he uh, part of the issue has been uh, one of my. Um, conditions for these ladies to go back to work is that the uh, lawsuits and the grievances be settled or at least resolved. Um, And he was basically saying, well, you know, they're in negotiations and that uh, both Susan and Atoya were asking too much money. Um, And (laughs) they haven't talked at all with either um, of these ladies' lawyers. And furthermore, he stated that um, I said, well, why continue and delay things? And he basically stated with that, well, we're not delaying anything. And it's like, um, at, at one point, I actually called him a liar. I asked him to please stop lying to me. Because um, the reality is, Toya was supposed to go to court um, last September. And had she done so, this would have all been settled. And by this time, we would have been able to d- just make a decision. Could she go back to work for the RCMP or not? Instead, um, you know, they delay the trial to, um, I think it was January or February of this year, and then they subsequently delayed it again. And I, I just want to draw attention to one, one thing here in the official release of the RCMP. It states, no adjournments have been requested by the RCMP. This is a play on words. The RCMP themselves may not have actually publicly requested it, but their lawyers, who are the Department of Justice, certainly have and the um, basically way the way they operate is they deny anything occurred they delay as long as possible and they attempt to find ways to discredit the ladies and this has been going on since day one well it's not something that I haven't heard before and from other women within the RCMP and I'm telling you now 10 12 or maybe even more years 
And the pattern seems to repeat itself, and probably because they've been successful with it. Absolutely From their correct. perspective. Yes. The whole the reality is the whole organization is quite dysfunctional. It's basically run by a bunch of self-indulging narcissists who are really only uh, out to take care of themselves and get their own needs met. Um, and the whole organization has gone that way. Um, you know, I just had a gentleman in uh, this past week um, who had been bullied, and um, he was quite ashamed that um, when the bullying went over uh, to another member that he didn't step in because at that point he thought, you know, thank God it's not directed at me anymore. So this it's not just the women, it's also the men. This organization, our iconic police force, is rife with abuse of power and harassment and inability um, to actually resolve these matters. In fact, I think it's punishment um, that they intentionally don't resolve them. It's, uh, it's, it's disturbing to hear the stories that, uh, that we've been hearing. Some we've been able to tell on the air, others we haven't because the person who contacted me wasn't comfortable going on the air. But uh, their stories were consistent with what we've heard from others. Atoya, in the time we have left, how are you doing uh, yourself? How, how, are you, how are you holding up, given all of the challenges that are being put in your, in your way? Atoya? Can you hear me? Now I can hear you. So how are you holding up? Uh, you know what? Difficult. I'm on a roller coaster ride. I, you know, I just want resolve. I want to move on with my life. It's making me sicker. I'm not healing through this. Uh, the fact that I now have about, I think, six conditions um, with Veteran Affairs now that, you know, I didn't have going into this job with the RCMP. Okay, unfortunately, we have another issue with the telephone. It's just cutting in and out. So we're, we're not getting everything that you're saying. We have, uh, have about a minute. Dr. Passy, if, uh, if this isn't brought to a conclusion uh, fairly quickly, what are, what's the long term, uh, if you can talk about it? I don't know whether you can or not. But how dangerous a situation is this for Atoya? Well, the reality is lack of support by uh, one's organization and, and fellow officers is as damaging as the original trauma. Uh, we know that PTSD is um, associated with things like cancer and other disorders, and unfortunately, uh, Atoya is starting to fall uh, victim to these other disorders. Um, the reality, I just wanted to say one thing here. You know, Ralph Goodall and the government says it's before the courts. We can't intervene. The issue of whether or not these women are fired is not before the courts. They can intervene on whether or not they're fired. All they got to do is say stop. They won't be fired until these matters are resolved, and that's, that's the end of that issue. It only becomes before the court if the RCMP are actually successful in firing them. Okay, and that's their intent in the short term with Atoya, as she pointed out at the beginning of the segment. Um, Dr. Passy, thank you very much for spending the time with us. We've, had to, uh, we've actually lost Atoya. That line, that connection just wasn't very good, but I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Dr. Greg Passy, and before that, Atoya Montague. On the Roy Green Show on the Corliss Radio Network, when we come back, we'll talk to the 18-year captain of the New York Police Department, the NYPD Internal Affairs Bureau. That's Those are the cops. Well, as the book says, uh, the title of the book is Blue on Blue, an insider story of good cops catching bad cops. Chief Charles Campisi, when we come back.